He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, keeping up with rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they're playing, how they're being used, and more. It's Best in Class. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, this is Sean Sullivan, the general manager of Bill Curry Ford, coming at you from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Very excited, guys. I am uh, doing a best-in-class podcast. I've been waiting for this. Uh, we're going to discuss all the draft stuff that we talked about at the beginning of the season. As you know, I'm Joe Bucks fan's draft guru, as Steve uh, coined me, which you know is an honor to have that. And I would like to go through each game, basically talk about some of the rookies that we talked about uh, in March, how they're drafted, how they're playing. We're going to keep this to about a 20-minute podcast, so I would really like you just to enjoy your drive home listening to Straight Football Talk. All right, let's jump in. First game is the Panthers and the Texans, and um, J.C. Horn was the Panthers' number one pick. He's out for the season. I think he was the best corner in the draft. I think he showed that in the first couple of games during the season. McCaffrey is now out, so Chuba Hubbard, the fourth-round pick from Oklahoma, is going to take over running back duties for the Panthers and, and Sam Donald. And, you know, he played pretty well. He had 11 carries, uh, 52 yards, uh, 4.7 yards a carry. He did very, very well. I was impressed uh, with his physical running style. Terrence Marshall uh, out of LSU, I, we had some discussions about him trying to sneak into the first round. He was actually a second-round pick, and he's been starting for Carolina. So that was really good. And, you know, Carolina ended up winning this game 24-9. to There really wasn't much to watch. Davis Mills, which was uh, Houston's... Um, First round slash third round pick, because as you know, Houston didn't have any picks. So they picked Davis Mills. They put this poor kid out there. They didn't give him a lot of reps in the preseason. Didn't give him a lot of reps to get ready for this game. It was a short week. They kept him on a short leash, and it really showed. They did a, a lot of precision passing with him. He didn't look like much. The best thing that he did was the two-minute drive at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the first half and at the end of the game. He looked more comfortable. But overall, uh, I have no idea what kind of quarterback he's going to be. Uh, if you're a Houston Texans fan, I, I don't think that this is your answer. On to the next game. Washington and the Bills. Washington just got destroyed. Buffalo rolled them 43-21. to This was not a close game. Uh, it was an entertaining game to watch uh, if you're a, a Bills fan. So let's uh, go into Washington, who's had some bad luck with some injuries. Um, but, you know, we could talk about Chase Young. We could talk about Montez Sweat and how they built their defensive line. They drafted another linebacker with the first round, uh, Jameen Davis, out of Kentucky, which he got a lot of hype for his speed and physicality, and it's really showed in the first few games for Washington. If you get a chance to watch him, he's a terrific run stopper. But just like the same thing as all these young linebackers, they don't know how to uh, cover. And I think he's going to struggle with that. But he is a physical thumping linebacker at the line of scrimmage. I think he's going to be a good one. On the Bills side, you know, there's a player that we should all be familiar with in Gregory Rousseau, who played at the University of Miami. Um, he's been an absolute beast for Buffalo on that defensive line. And, you know, Buffalo has really worked on their defensive line. You can go back to the Ed Oliver pick in the first round and A.J. Espinosa uh, out of Iowa, who was a second-round pick, who has just been a tremendous pass rusher for them. But I am really impressed with Gregory Rousseau. You know, he basically was come, he came in as like a run stopper, one move pass rusher. He has been all over the field. Four tackles, three solo, a sack uh, against Washington. 
I think the Bills really know what they're doing when they're drafting defensive players. Very excited uh, for their draft and their prospects this year. On to the next game, Bears and the Browns. The Browns won this game 26-6. Uh, it was a terribly boring game. It sure reminded me of the Bucks games of the 80s and, and uh, early 90s. Just really tough to watch. you got to be a really big fan of the Bears to watch this. This kid, Justin Fields, um, if you remember during the draft talk, I said it was a big mistake for Atlanta to pass on him. And, you know, I'll, I'll get to Atlanta later. And this gentleman goes out there, and he's used to a run-pass offense. He's used to doing first read, running on first read. And they have him out there doing this long, developing pass routes. Uh, I have no idea who he's throwing to. He has a, a really terrific receiver. Once you take, you know, Allen Robinson out of this game, there's really nothing for Justin Fields to do. He was sacked on 50% of his dropbacks. Uh, the poor kid. This is the David Carr situation all over again, in my opinion. David Carr was a terrific quarterback, was sacked the most in the history of the NFL, and I think it really destroyed his confidence. I think Chicago has to be really afraid of how they're handling this Justin Fields uh, deal. This team is not good. He is not going to be terrific at, these sh- at this short passing game. Then now these long developing routes. I They didn't roll him out. They didn't help him with a running game. They really had no game plan whatsoever. So I am not sold on the Chicago uh, coaching staff. Um, if I were if I were them, if I was the owner of the Chicago Bears, I would sit Justin uh, Fields on, on the bench until I get a better coaching staff. As far as the Browns are concerned, strong running attack, uh, you guys all know. But I want to point out a player that I had going in the first round in, in our draft uh, mock draft with Joe Bucks fan, and that was Owusu Komora, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. And he actually fell in the draft into the second round for the Cleveland Browns, and he has been a monster for the Browns on defense. This guy is phenomenal. So I don't know how all the NFL guys miss this guy, um, but uh, the Browns got a great pick in Umosa. So on to the next game, uh, Ravens and the Lions. I love watching the Lions play. I, I, it must be because um, I'm just glutton for punishment as a Bucks fan back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, I literally watched the Bucks go 0-26 uh, over a two-season period. So I just root for the Lions. And uh, in this game, they had this game won. They lost 19-17, you know, if you guys don't know this game. It was probably the game of the week. It, you know, set the NFL record for the longest field goal. Uh, the Ravens end up winning. But my goodness, Detroit is playing with less talent. They're giving it all they have. Um, Panay Sewell, who was this can't-miss left tackle that we all talked about during the draft, is, is starting for uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a he's very, very good run blocker, but he has struggled greatly in pass uh, blocking. He's given up several sacks. He's had several holding penalties. So he's not a plug-and-play guy, but uh, hopefully for Detroit he can, uh, he can turn into something special. On the other side, Baltimore has this uh, Jason Owe, and we talked about this kid out of Penn State as a defensive end, and we talked about the fact that his senior year he had no sacks and that he comes into the league as, as a defensive end who's supposed to create pressure. And my goodness, has he been amazing. He has fit right into Baltimore. He's getting uh, tremendous pressure on the quarterback. He's playing the run. Uh, he, he looks like the complete defensive end. And this is, just shows you how the draft is not an exact science. Everybody was down on this guy, but he could run and, and jump better than anyone else in defensive line position. And you're like, okay, is he a workout wonder? Is he going to be able to produce in the NFL? Um, he's producing. So uh, good for you, Jason. Um, on to the Colts and Titans. 
This game ended. Uh, the Titans pretty much dominated this game. Uh, they won 25 to 16. The score is closer than it was. I watched the game. As far as the Colts, they, you know, they, they drafted uh, Kitty Pay out of Michigan. He's a defensive end. He's been playing terrific for them. Um, so good for them. He was a guy that was a tweener uh, as far as his size, but he has, it looks to me like he's uh, fitting right into their defense. Caleb Farley on the Titans side is a cornerback that was a highly drafted first-round pick, and he's on IR. So we really don't know what he is going to be um, yet. There really wasn't any other exciting rookies in this game. On to the Chargers and Chiefs, which was my my absolute favorite game uh, to watch. I really watched Justin Herbert come into his own. And if you remember, during our draft podcast, I talked about last year, I talked about the fact that uh, Miami had the chance to draft Dan Marino again. Uh, with Justin Herbert, and I said he's a can't-miss project, and I'm like, you've got to draft this guy. I mean, he's got all the tools, and they ended up drafting Tua, which I think is going to set that franchise back eight years. Uh, Justin Herbert is is a star. He is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in our league for a long time, and he is absolutely murdering it. If you watch that game, the throws this kid can make under pressure is incredible. The Chargers this year, they drafted Asante Samuel Jr. And for those um, homers out there, those Florida State homers, you guys must be happy for that because uh, this guy can play. He is a shutdown corner. The first three games of this season, he looks like he's the best corner in the draft. Um, He has been incredible. If you watch his tape, watch how he's playing. It's not just the interceptions. It's the fact that he's around the ball every time. And if you if you watch the Bucks game, our guys aren't even in the same screen sometimes. This guy, this guy's on the receiver. It's just, it's a very interesting concept to see uh, a guy with speed and and smarts play the game. I'm very proud of Asante Samuel, and I'm sure his dad's very proud of him too. Just talking a little bit on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in the same position as the Bucks. You know, they drafted at the low end of the draft. There really isn't anybody I want to talk about. We can talk about Clyde Zelaire and how he uh, has struggled this year. He had his best game of the season against the Chargers. He went over 100 yards. It looks like he's catching the ball better, but he's just got a lot to learn. Um, I really thought he would be an instant star, uh, and he's really uh, been just a guy, really, uh, in this offense. But the Chargers, again, they won that game 30-24. That was a huge win for Justin uh, Herbert and his team. So congratulations and uh, shame on you, Miami, for, for missing that pick. I mean, you, you really did a terrible job on that. Saints and Patriots. What a boring game. First of all, I don't like to talk about the Saints because I wish they lost every game. Uh, I wish somehow they could lose their franchise. I absolutely hate the Saints. They beat the uh, Patriots 28-13. to And I, I'll tell you what, watching Mac Jones in this offense, he he's not making any throws right now because it looks like they have a really tight leash on him. He's making very safe throws. He's, he's really um, doing um, just the minimum of not trying to turn the ball over. Nothing spectacular. It's going to be very difficult for them to defeat the Bucs this week. Um, they really have no running game to speak of. I went through their draft class. There's really nothing in there that I want to talk about this week other than Mac Jones's play, who's been solid but not spectacular in any way. Um, just a solid guy, uh, but I don't think he's going to win you games this year. I think uh, they're going to have to build a team around him. The Saints, I'm not talking about their draft class other than they suck. They overdraft defensive ends all the time. They did it again this past year. All of their draft picks always seem uh, completely overmatched and take years of development. So we're going to go ahead and skip them. Uh, I hope they lose every game. Next, uh, next game, Falcons and the Giants. Falcons ended up winning this game 17-14. It's pretty much um, two teams that 
are going to be drafting very high again uh, in the NFL draft. Right now, the Giants are 0-3, the Falcons are 1-2, and and I think the Falcons are 1-2 and because they played the Giants. Let's talk about some of their draft picks. So Atlanta, instead of drafting a quarterback, which they had the opportunity to draft a franchise quarterback at four, they drafted a tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts out of Florida, which, um, you know, everyone said is the next great tight end, um, except that Atlanta must not think so since they don't throw the ball to him. He gets very small amount of targets, and when he does, it's all short stuff. I'm not quite sure what their what their plan is. You got rid of Julio Jones. You moved Cal- Calvin Ridley into your number one spot. You're running Kyle Pitts in the slot and, and on the outside, but you're not throwing him the ball. So he really can't do anything for you. Really, the jury's out on him. He doesn't have the ball. I, I don't know what else to say. He, you didn't draft him fourth overall to be a blocker or a decoy. So Atlanta, figure it out. Get him the ball. He's one of your best players. Uh, on the other side, same thing with the Giants. They, you draft Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida, explosive kid, not a terrific route runner, but has all the shakes, and he's great with the ball in his hands. And what do they do? They give him no targets. They give him one target. I, I don't know why you draft a guy in the first round and then just have no plan on how to use him. But that's the Giants. There's enough talk with the Giants. Next game, uh, the Bengals and the Steelers. This was an, actually a very good game to watch. The Bengals ended up winning 24-10. to 10. And uh, watching Jamar Chase play uh, has just been, you know, wonderful. If you're a big football fan, you know, watching Burrow throw to Jamar, uh, it has been unbelievably effective. It, it, you know, it reminds you of some great, great hookups. I'm not going to go with the greats yet, but let's just say for the first three games, Jamar Chase is obviously rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year at least, um, with multiple touchdowns, multiple um um, hundred yard games, and he just looks so comfortable with Jamar. I mean, uh, with Joe Burrow, and I and I tell you, I think that's going to be a thing for a long time. On the other side of the ball, it's just puzzling. So you draft Najee Harris in the first round, at uh, the first running back taken. You, you take him, and then you're last in the NFL in in carries as far as. And I really thought going into this game that the Steelers would would reestablish the run, really try hard with Najee Harris, and it's not like he's playing poorly. He's just not getting the ball enough. Big Ben is they're still doing this long wide receiver, big gains uh, kind of offense where they were mixing in the run, sprinkling in the run. And I think the reason why the Steelers are one and two is because they need to get back to running the ball, power, physical lines, getting their defensive back, and then, you know, and, and not throw 55 times a game. I just uh, I think they get caught up in the, in, the, in the passing game. Get back to Najee Harris. He's a good running back. He's going to do great for you. Uh, but – Actually, Jamar Chase, again, is what I said. Right now, he's leading a rookie of the year. Cardinals and Jaguars next up. There's really not much to say here. The Cardinals won 31-19. The Cardinals are a very good team. They've drafted extremely well. Zayvon Collins, the linebacker, um, is starting for them. Very physical, fast linebacker. He's playing extremely well. As you know, linebackers are hit and miss in in their first year. Um, This kid's playing um, um, pretty well. Uh, Rondell Moore in the second round, the kid out of Purdue. We talked about him. Um, he was linked to the Bucks uh, a couple of times in pre-draft stuff, not by me, but by by some pundits out there. He's a very good wide receiver. I think he's proven that he can get open downfield, and I and I I think that you're going to see Murray and uh, Rondell Moore um, getting more and more connections during the season, and I think he's going to compete in that Jamar Chase conversation by the end of the year. Uh, the Jaguars uh, are just terrible 
Trevor Lawrence, you draft a guy uh, in the first round. It's like you never watched him play at Clemson because you're, the offense that you're running is just terrible. You're running an RPO um, with guys that, that don't fit the system. I mean, uh, Robinson is not the right running back for this system. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is hitting guys in the back with the football. They're not even turning around looking for the football. It's just a mess. And I would be rolling this kid out. I, I would definitely be getting him some more controlled runs. You know, he's got a strong arm. He enjoys passing uh, the long passing game. And everybody, you know, I was listening to the game, and they're like, oh, he struggles with the long pass. I don't know what they're talking about. He did not struggle with the long pass. So what I've seen is a bunch of guys uh, on offense that have, that are look completely out of sync. That offensive line might be the worst in football. And then their coaching staff is just a train wreck with Urban Meyer. I feel sorry for the kid. Um, but hopefully his next coach will get him um, going. But that offense – is a, is a disgrace. On to the Jets and Broncos. The Broncos won this game 26-0. If you missed this game, you didn't miss anything. Uh, Zach Wilson um, is playing very tentative. Um, you know, his number one receiver is a guy that was cut from the Tennessee Titans. This poor kid does not have a lot to, to deal with. He doesn't have a strong running game. His offensive line is in shambles. Really doesn't have a tight end or, or running backs, to. I mean, or wide receivers to really consider He's going to just have a rough season. The Broncos, on the other hand, you know, during the draft, they, they drafted Patrick Sertain, uh, which was the big name, and he actually fell in the draft to the Broncos. Uh, um, J.C. Horn actually was drafted over him. And, you know, he's played well. Um, he's, he has, he's not played at a, an impact level, but he's been very good. But I want to talk about Javante Williams. He was a running back that was linked to the Bucks. Um, in the second round, when we were talking about Michael Carter and Javante Williams, who was going to be the better, they were both terrific at North Carolina. This kid's almost at five yards a carry. Um, he's so physical. He fits that Denver offensive line and that zone scheme. I think he's going to be a star for Denver for a long time. Next up, the Dolphins and the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders pulled this game out 31-28. I don't know about you, but I tried to watch this game, but it's hard for me to watch Jacoby Brissett play football. Uh, but they almost won. So getting back to the Tua conversation, Tua was brittle in college. He's brittle in the NFL. Um, he doesn't throw the long ball well. He doesn't run the ball well anymore after his injury. So I'm, I'm quite not I – I just don't know what everybody sees in this guy. I just see a, 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 just another guy. Jalen Waddell, their number one pick out of Alabama. He was um, the fastest uh, receiver in the draft. And what do the Dolphins do? They, they continue to throw him four- and five-yard passes. I, I don't understand he can catch six passes for 24 yards. So uh, they're not stretching the field. They're not trying to throw down the field. They're not running slants. I, I'm not quite sure what they're doing. You know, I'm not an NFL head coach. I don't get paid to do that. Um, I just get paid to criticize, right? That's what that's what we do is when we listen and we criticize other players. But sometimes there's just Captain Obvious is in the room. Waddle shouldn't be catching three- and four-yard passes, and Tua needs to throw down the field. And if you can't do it, you need to make the trade right now to the Houston Texans and get Watson and get and, and move on. You already screwed up by not just not drafting uh, Justin Herbert, which, you know, I could yell from the ceilings. I was really hoping that they would. Raiders, Raiders drafts are hit and miss. Some funny ones. Alex Leatherwood was their first-round draft pick. He was drafted extremely high in the first round compared to where most people had him. I actually had him going to the Bucks at uh, 32 um, if we were going to go to a offensive lineman. And he's a backup tackle and backup guard. So the Raiders are literally starting him at right tackle, and he's just getting 
uh, mowed down. He has not been terrific for them. I think he's been their worst offensive um, tackle, offensive guard player on their offensive line. So, you know, hopefully he can get it turned around. But they didn't do him any favors by throwing him right into the uh, into the fire. Bucks Rams game. Obviously, we uh, if you're a Buccaneers fan, which I hope you are, uh, we lost 34-24. I don't feel really bad about this loss because um, anytime you take our best pass rusher and possibly our best wide receiver and possibly a captain on special teams and our backup linebacker out of this game, not many people. That would be like the Rams playing without Cup and without Aaron Donald and then playing the Bucks and then getting beat going, oh, well, the Bucks are a better team. Listen, we don't know what we are until we get back to healthy. And I just want the Bucks fans to realize that. Uh, Joe Tryon, he played extremely uh, well for, I would say, the first half of the quarter. I, I went back and watched film on him. He got three, three pressures early. Uh, the Rams immediately adjusted uh, and started throwing screens over him, um, having him come in, chip blocking, and then throwing wide receiver screens over him, and it was just awful. Uh, Joe didn't uh, know to back. He didn't know to back up into coverage, or he didn't know to stay rushing the passer. He kind of got caught in between uh, several times. Uh, but overall, um, he he is um, rushing the passer when he's supposed to. He's got a lot of work to do. Um, but that first step, no one can say that first step is not amazing. And I think that's gonna that's gonna pay dividends for the Bucks down the line. Uh, Rams uh, drafted Tutu Atwell, which which was a surprise pick in the first round at wide receiver. Uh, for them, and he's basically returning kicks and punts for them. I ha- I didn't see anything about him that uh, was was special, but I just wanted to throw him out there because he was the only one I could find that actually is getting playing time on that team. Seahawks and Vikings. I'm just going to skip that game. I hate the Seahawks, just like the Vikings. Vikings won 30 to 17 over the Seahawks. Neither one of them had a great draft class. Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, is playing his best football right now uh, than he has in his career. So uh, I'm happy for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a class act, uh, the coach of the uh, Vikings. So I hope he gets it turned around. He's one and two. The Seahawks are one and two. I hope they never win another game. I hope that, yeah, wish they would uh, lose the franchise. Packers and 49ers are next. Very, very good game to watch. Uh, the Packers won 30-28 last minute field goal. Uh, Trey Lance had a touchdown in the game. I really like the way Shanahan is is allowing Trey Lance to come in and get some confidence, make some throws, like a couple of throws, a couple of runs, uh, especially around the red zone. He's getting some confidence built up. I really like how they're easing him in, similar to what Justin Fields should be doing in in Chicago, um, but there's better coaching in San Francisco. Trey Sermon, the running back out of Ohio, they drafted in the third round, scored a touchdown, not quite sure what to think of him yet. I, I haven't seen anything special about him um, other than uh, he's just a guy. But hopefully he's, uh, he's going to be better. He did play pretty well in this game. And then, of course, the Monday night game. We're on to our last game already, guys. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys. The Cowboys rolled this game 41-21. On the Eagles' side, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, he just looked like he was struggling in this offense. I don't know what to think about Jalen Hurts as a QB um, he did throw for 300 yards. He had a pick six where, where Devontae Smith literally fell down and the ball went to the guy behind him uh, in the, and the Cowboy ran it in. So um, kind of an auspicious start for Devontae Smith. I think he has a lot of talent. I think you can see his route running uh, um, could be better. I think he, he's, he's shut down in a couple of routes um, that Hurts was trying to hit him on. But 
And, you know, he kind of is the right receiver for Jalen because Jalen will, will run out of the pocket and he's going to look down the field to extend plays. And Devontae Smith reminds me of Deshaun Jackson early on that can stretch the field and, and, and make, you know, some playground plays where, it, you know, you pull a touchdown out of a, out of a bad play. But we'll see how that connection goes. Right now I, I just don't see him on the same page. So hopefully they can. Uh, and now we're going on to what I think is right now the defensive uh, rookie of the year in, in Mika Parsons. He was a linebacker out of Penn State, uh, very odd bird, uh, a lot of pre-draft stuff on his psyche about worrying about him and how he was going to handle the NFL. Well, he's handled it pretty good. They moved him to defensive end this uh, past week against the Eagles to see his pass rushing because they, were, they had some defensive linemen out, and he dominated the line of scrimmage. They couldn't stop him. He was a, a force to be reckoned with, and I, I think he is going to be a big-time star of this draft. So congratulations on the Cowboys getting a star defensive end, Mika Parsons. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I've tried to keep it under 25 minutes, and I'll do this every week. We'll talk about some of the uh, best uh, rookies, best in class, uh, with your draft guru, Sean Sullivan. And again, we're brought to you by Bill Curry Ford, coming to you from Bill Curry Ford Studios. Very excited about our new dealership coming up uh the giant returns in 2023 and please visit billcurryford.com to see our specials right now and our lifetime warranty descriptions which is amazing and if you have an email for me uh email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com hope you guys have a great ride home thank you